1: What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, it's another year, the same result. It has now been almost a decade and still continuing at the Indianapolis Colts have fallen to Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Again, they lose by a final score of 37 to 20 uh, after at one point it was a... I think it was, yeah, a 21-3 ball game. And then the Colts made a late fourth quarter push. Had you thinking that they might have a chance to bring this game back. But then, of course, same old crap happens, same as we've seen before. And the Colts (coughs) not able to get the job done. Uh, We got a lot to talk about here, Cody. Uh, First things first. We got to start with uh, Gardner Minshew. That was the big thing of today. Thirty-three of fifty-five, or three hundred and twenty-nine yards, one touchdown to three interceptions, sacked three times. QB rating of a sixty. Uh I mean, again, where can we even start with this? Uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and go ham on this first.
2: Well, I have just made an appointment, Derek, for Gardner Minshew to go to the eye doctor tomorrow because it's clear that this man is legally blind when it comes to throwing the football to guys. I mean, my gosh, two interceptions, just completely nobody in the area except for the defender. I mean, you talk about like bad interceptions. Like, okay, every quarterback has these. Those were god-awful. Those were in that tier. Like, That's how bad those were. And you know what the frustrating part was, Derek? It was right after the Colts made a big play. Jonathan Taylor had a 40-yard catch, and then Gardner Minshew goes and pulls that crap, completely overthrows everybody. Easiest interception in the world. Alec Pierce makes a really hard contested catch. Gardner Minshew completely craps the bed. So that's at least, Derek, six points, or at maximum 14 points, that you just leave on the field because you just throw the worst passes you could possibly throw. Like, again, like, at this point, Derek, it's just like, how in the world can you throw a ball that poorly? Like that was Matt Ryan-esque right there. Like that's how bad it was, Derek. Just for just for
1: anyone's sake, I know that you could taking the passing yards out of it. Uh, this was the worst day of Gardner Minshew's entire career in uh, anywhere in in at the professional level. Never once has thrown three interceptions in a game before. And on top of it, there was at least three different passes that should have been intercepted, but thankfully they weren't. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he probably should have thrown five or six, just how bad he was playing. And just putting he was just playing with fire all day long, just putting the ball in bad positions, even on some of those passes, Derek. It just the ball placement wasn't where you expect for a guy like Gardner Minshew who we've said throughout his career, he's been a pretty accurate passer. So it was just weird to see him come out here and frankly look like a second-string quarterback. I mean, we've talked about Gardner being one of the best backups. He looked like one of the worst backups today. I mean, it was terrible. And he turned the ball over four times. You know, I know the strip sack, you put that more on Ryman than you do him. But still, four turnovers in this game, Derek, probably should have had about five or six just with how bad he was putting the ball in harm's way today. And I was like, at the end of that, I was like, he's trying to throw a fourth. Like, he really felt like he, felt like he was trying to, and the defenders just couldn't hang on a couple times. So, yeah, man, it just, you know, first off, you got to ask the game plan, why the heck are you throwing 55 times with Gardner Minshew? I mean, that just makes no freaking sense to me. You do that, and then you run Taylor and, and Moss to combine 15 times in this game. Like, it's not like, and I know you couldn't run the ball. Look, I understand you couldn't run the ball very well, but you didn't even try Derek, at times.
1: I I know, I know that's been the thing. Like, why did the Indianapolis Colts only run the ball 15 times today? Um, look, I, I get it. it. It is very commonplace, and a lot of people will say, like, again, you should have tried even if you failed. You should have tried. And you know what? At the end of the day, that might have ended up being the right thing is that they should have just – I mean, they failed at their game plan today, but they it, 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 they would have failed one way or the other, Cody, and that's what I'm saying here is one way or another we would have failed because we never can run the football on, on Jacksonville. It seems like ever since JT's big, big game against Jacksonville back in 2020, his rookie year, Indianapolis Colts have never run the ball well on Jacksonville, ever, ever since 2021, when we played them in Jacksonville, we have never been able to run the football effectively against the Jacksonville Jaguars, ever. Doesn't matter how our, how like good our offensive line has been, who our running back is, who our quarterback is, who our coach is, never has Indianapolis since the beginning of 2021 been able to run the ball effectively against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And at the end of the day, yeah, you can say one way or another, Oh, you know, like we, we it's, you still should have tried. Yeah. You probably should have, but I mean, Steichen was thinking that in the best way possible, if you are only able to average two yards, a carry, it is just not worth it to run the football that many times. If, you're, if you're passing to try and score right that's what happened in the fourth quarter when the Colts actually got their offense moving again was in the fourth quarter and that was the biggest issue with Gardner Minshew is that
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: You, it it all happened in the fourth quarter. Like the majority of your production and your scoring came in the fourth quarter when the game was already out of reach. That's the problem is it was too late. It was too late for all the good stuff that you were doing. That touchdown by Josh Downs, congratulations to Josh Downs, by the way, it didn't matter. And at the end of the day, when Zach Moss got his touchdown at the end, it didn't matter. Because in the in one of the biggest moments, when you were only down, uh, you were only down eleven, and you had a chance to make yourself and put yourself back in the game. You're in the red zone, and Gardner Minshew, not even getting hit, jumps off his back foot. Throws it off the back foot and leaves it short for Michael Pittman, who was one on one with a corner that he clearly outsized. That was the issue all day today. It's not the it's not the play calling. It's not that's not the biggest issue. The offensive line not being able to block very well uh, was not the biggest issue. It was at one point, Cody. I think they said. Gardner Minshew attempted five passes in the first half, Cody, past 10 yards. Guess how many of those he completed? Zero. No, none. Yeah. Goose egg completed nothing past the 10-yard line. How in the world are you possibly expected to run the football when your quarterback can't complete a pass past 10 yards? How are you possibly supposed to be able to do that? And again, we talk about these wide receivers, and a ton of Colts fans keep saying it. Colts receivers can't get open. Colts receivers always drop it. Colts receivers are never open. It just seemed like every other time when Gardner Minshew's throwing the ball away, there was a guy open. Every other time, I keep looking at it. I kept watching the replays. There's a guy open somewhere on that football field, Cody. Gardner's just not finding them. It's like if he doesn't see it in his quick reads, oh, I got to panic. I'm, I'm like, where, where, where do we go? Oh, oh okay, got to throw it out. It's like, why, like we can't, that is where Anthony Richardson's God-given ability to escape the pocket and make plays on the on the run whether it be a throw or a, or a run, is so un- underutilized and it's such a thing that Colts fans are going to wish that was still on this team this year because so many more times would drives have continued and been much more effective had Anthony Richardson been the quarterback of this game. There were so many times. I could go through every play I might have to do that. I might have to get, like, Lawrence Owen or someone to send me the film. I'll break down every single freaking play, and I'll tell you every time Gardner missed someone or just flat-out made a wrong decision going forward. Again, there's a lot of issues with this game on the offensive side of things. The running backs, I can't even say anything because, again, they didn't get – A lot of opportunities. They were only averaging two and a half to three yards of carry because no holes were open. But then again, when you have seven, eight guys in the box, every single play, Cody, you can't run the football because Jacksonville knows Gardner's not beating them deep. Gardner's not beating them deep. Everything is within 10 yards. So just put everyone in the box and play man. There's just no point. And then you even saw when Gardner had guys open and soft zone coverage, he couldn't drop it in every other time. I said it. He legitimately had six or seven throws today that should have all been picked, but he was very lucky they weren't.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot there. With Gardner Minshew, I think we can all say he was by far the biggest problem and the biggest liability, Derek, on the offensive side of things. Now, certainly, yeah, not having to run game didn't help. But, again, like when you don't have the threat of the deep ball or the threat of anything, like we saw it with Matt Ryan last year. Heck, we saw it with Carson Wentz whenever he wasn't able to throw it down the field and they weren't able to do anything. Like teams key up on that, and they know exactly what they need to do to stop you Right. And and it's interesting because Derek, in the two games that Gardner Minshew's come in in relief of Anthony Richardson, he's looked pretty solid. Like he's looked pretty solid. But the games they've had to prepare for him, he's looked terrible. He's looked not good at all. And so it makes you think like teams know exactly what Gardner Minshew is. Like they know that he can't throw the ball beyond ten yards. Like, and so yeah, you're right. Like like all they do is they stack the box and they say, All right, Gardner beat us, and he clearly can't.
1: Noah Compton on Twitter, said this perfectly. It is the perfect analogy. And anyone who still thinks Minshew is the solution going forward, you're out of your mind. He is a closer. He is not a starting pitcher. It's a baseball analogy. He is not the starting pitcher. He will not win you games on a multitude of different levels by starting and finishing the game. He is a guy that when the when the game is on the line and he comes in with no one having a game plan set in place for Gardner Minshew he's able to produce at the best level because no one's expecting it but when they're expecting it and they can build a game plan around him he cannot uh he cannot strike dudes out he cannot go out and get you the plays that you need on a consistent basis without giving up multiple home runs, which AKA means not finishing drives or throwing interceptions, which we saw today on top of the three interceptions, Cody one fumble to go along with it on that second drive where it took three plays Cody to go from a three, nothing lead to a 14, three lead for Jacksonville. And from that moment forward, Cody, it was over. It was over from the first quarter the first quarter the game was over that everyone knew it everyone knew it the Colts players probably knew it everyone knew it as soon as that that turnover happened and they scored a touchdown on the next play we knew it we said that's over it's game we knew it it just was it was bound to happen so I, I I'm sure we're gonna continue to have these talks with about where the status of this team is for with the quarterback and everything. But let's move on. I can't even talk about the running backs because again, they did virtually nothing because they weren't utilized. Uh yeah. And and the only time they were really properly utilized was in the passing game. Uh, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Uh Michael Pittman, nine catches for 109 yards, as long as was a 40 yarder. Um, I mean, again, most of that coming late, Cody. Um I I feel bad for Michael Pittman. The dude's trying so dang hard, but but Gardner and the offense is just not getting him targets in the red zone. And something needs to change with that. Uh, Kylan Granson, three catches for 67 yards. Again, all of that in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, five catches for 46 yards. He had a 40 yard catch in that. And remember, we saw the interception that Gardner threw two plays after that, where Jonathan Taylor put you in a position to make it a two score game going into uh, the halftime. And sure enough, that we saw what happened with Gardner. But uh, basically, I basically had one good catch in this game. Nice job, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Zach Moss six catches for 38 yards. He had the second most receptions on the team, Cody. And that was the problem was that Gardner Minshew was, was dink dunk, uh, check down Charlie today. Like, I mean, that was literally the majority of his throws was just check downs to Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. That was a third of his production was just throwing check downs. Uh, great job by Alec Pierce today. um, it's unfortunate he got injured on the one of the few times they tried to throw it deep. I mean, Gardner didn't help things at all either there, Cody, because Alec Pierce got targeted twice going deep down the field. Gardner overthrows him once and another one that wasn't a great throw. And he was double covered and ended up getting hurt because of it. But Alec Pierce had a couple of really big catches in this game. Josh Downs, only five catches for 21 yards didn't really get him involved much outside of, again, the fourth quarter. Amari Rodgers got targeted twice, two drops. Trey Sermon had a drop. Will Mallory had a, uh, it wasn't able to catch his. Drew Ogletree get targeted once, but he was double covered. It's just, there's just no production. And, and the production just came out of guys that were, it was either very late in the game or running backs. I mean, we said it, Cody, they were at halftime. Your two running backs were your leading receivers. It was terrible.
2: It was. Yeah. And unfortunately, Derek, you know, with the Anthony Richardson injury, this is honestly might might be what we get, which sucks because it's like, you know, the teams are going to know how to prepare for you, you know? And so, You know, is this something where this Colts offense kind of has kind of goes a little stagnant, you know, because they don't have that dynamic quarterback anymore. They don't have that that, you know, ability to strike fear into the heart of defenses anymore. And, you know, is this kind of the beginning of of some issues you're going to continue to have? Because, like, what are you going to do at this point? Like Richardson's most likely out for the year, you know, and do you kind of view this as like, well, if Richardson's not developing, what do we even think about the rest of this year? I know this team is still 3-3, and so they're still very much in it. But I don't know. It's just weird with just the offense and how predictable they are. Like, I don't know what your hope is for the rest of this year, Derek. I I know, obviously, everybody wants to win. You know, fans want to win and stuff. But it's just kind of a weird predicament you find yourself in where you're like, if it's going to be like this, I'd rather go and, you know, have a higher pick. But also, you're still in the thick of it with the AFC South, even though you lost to Jacksonville twice. You're still in the middle of it. So it's just kind of a weird thing, you know? Like, it's a weird kind of thing where you've shown some really good things. This was probably your worst outing by far. But again, you it had is. multiple chances in this game to win. Like, you should that's, have been in this game. That's like, really should.
1: That's the worst part of it. That's the worst part yeah. of it all is the fact that you you still got blown out and you had a chance in this game to as terrible – as the offense was all game, you still had a chance to win the game despite turning the ball over four times. If you don't turn the ball over four times, guess what happens, Cody? Guess what happens? The Jag- the game would be tied. The game would have been tied. It would have been 2020. The Jags scored 17 points on turnovers. They won by 17. If you don't turn the ball over like you do, then you would have won that game. I mean, that's the sad part of it all. is It makes it more frustrating that this team had a chance to win. They had every they the only reason they lost is cuz they beat themselves. It's not because Jacksonville was a better team. They didn't do anything. The Jaguars Jack Cody Trevor Lawrence only threw for 180 yards. He was sacked just as many times as Gardner Minshew. And Jacksonville was held to under 100 yards rushing. They, they had 230 yards offensively, Cody. They had less yard, They We almost doubled their yardage. And yet wow. somehow, someway, they beat us by double the score. It's, again, because the Colts beat themselves. They beat themselves. And it's what angers me. Every time we go into Jacksonville, it's the same thing. We always beat ourselves. It's not because Jacksonville's a better team. It's because we always destroy ourselves every time in Jacksonville. It's so frustrating. And especially since we've seen what happened through the first five weeks of the season. The Colts have been a very disciplined team. They've been a very under control team. They've been a very strategic team. They've been able to. Uh, move things along and to see them get blown out like this it just makes it that much more infuriating another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, this is the most undisciplined we saw. I mean, gosh, I think that first drive defensively set the tone. Like, just two two encroachment penalties back to back. That's your captain, DeForest Buckner, being stupid. Making a stupid play. Dio Adango does the same exact thing. You give them free yardage. And for a team like Jacksonville, you cannot do that. You know, that honestly, Derek, was probably the difference in that drive between seven points and three points. And because you gave them free first downs by being stupid and undisciplined, there you are, you know, all of a sudden down, you know, 7-3 and then 14-3. Because you are you were being reckless and dumb, and you were not being disciplined. You were not doing what you've done all year, right? So it is very frustrating to watch a team that we know has talent with the Colts. Like, we know that they can go toe-to-toe with the team, even Jacksonville, when they actually are not shooting themselves in the foot consistently. But yeah, I think it is crazy. Like you said, they had four turnovers in this game, and they still were in this game, which is just crazy yeah, to think about.
1: Seven minutes left in the game, and you were only down by two scores. And at that yep. moment in time, there were probably quite a few Jacksonville fans who were thinking to themselves, "Oh no, is this is yep. this a chance? There's a little bit of a chance because you had stopped them two te- two times in a row on defense, and you had scored two t- possessions in a row. You had all the momentum, and then you shoot yep. yourselves in the
2: foot late right in the game. Yep. And it's, and I guess it's, that's probably what." You- that's probably what you get because of you know this is not a, a great excuse but like look this team's young like they're dumb they're young they make mistakes it's just frustrating to watch but so. the problem
1: also is Cody with some of the penalties when it comes to the mistakes i think the problem is is it's not it's not the young guys that are making the big mental lapses it's veterans it's the yeah. veterans of the league like you said DeForest Buckner the guy how many like that's three times this year that DeForest Buckner has been caught going offsides. Watch the ball, homie. You know this. You've been in the league eight years. You know this by now. Quit jumping. Right. Dial right. Just two plays later, does the same shit. Like don't do that, dude. Like you just yeah. saw your teammate do it. Don't do it. Also, like yes, Juju Brents had. Uh, one bad mental lapse in this game that cost us a touchdown one versus the rest of the game. Juju Brents was the only guy out there that was flying around hitting people looking like an actual good corner. Like, I mean, the problem is not that just the yet the youngness of it definitely is what's hurting us. But at the same time, it, it's just mental lapses, bro. And, When we talk about the defensive side of things, we talked about the offense for the longest time. Zaire Franklin, nine tackles. uh, I think that might be his lowest tackle numbers he's had since last year, uh, to be completely honest. So, I mean, he wasn't as big in the game plan as everything else. And I can't even fault the defense for giving up that touchdown on the second drive. You were, you we're out there for 12 plays, just the previous drive. And then your quarterback gives it up on the next play. And then you're immediately back out there again in a very unfavorable position. So I can't yeah. even blame them. But I mean, like I said again, Cody, this is probably the most mediocre game Trevor Lawrence has had against Indianapolis since coming to the Jaguars. And yeah, they had they gave up 85 yards, but when you take into account everything that happened, the Colts the Colts only gave up they were averaging less than 3 yards a carry. The Jacksonville Jaguars Cody in that game had 10 negative plays. 10. 10. And I chalk it down to the same problem every single year Cody, and I chalk it down to the same BS Every single time. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a really good team at going up against zone coverages. The Colts run zone over the last several years more than anyone else in the NFL. And especially over the last two years, you run cover three more than anyone else in the league. And guess which team, Cody, beats cover three better than anyone else in the league? This team right here. And yet somehow, some way, you don't change it up. But guess what happened? In the second half, Cody, they did change it up. They did change it up. They only gave up 16 points in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. It might have actually only been 13. I don't I don't even remember if they scored a touchdown. And I think they did score a touchdown in the second half, but that was uh, due to a, a really late one. But that defense got better once bradley started putting juju on calvin more consistently yeah. on man rather than in zone and but the problem is is you just continue to play zone against a team that has been proven to whoop a zone coverage but i mean i get that the secondary's young and i get that it's it's a growing experience but this defense just held the jacksonville offense to probably the fewest yards that we've had against that they've had against us in years. And yet somehow we still get blown out. It makes me mad.
2: Yeah. Well, and to answer your question about that, the Colts allowed only one touchdown in the third quarter. That was the blown cover or I'm sorry. That was the, yeah, it was a blown coverage by EJ speed where the tight end was just wide open for a touchdown. Yeah. It was just really, it was just like a blown thing there. Uh, it definitely seems like the two touchdowns, two of the touchdowns they had were blown coverages. You know, the the one right before the half with like a minute forty five left, that was the one that Juju got beat on, busted coverage there, kind of got confused there. So, I mean, Derek, outside of that, like, I mean, there's just a couple plays that just like, hey, mental error stuff happens, you know. But, but overall, I felt like the defense in the second half. You you mentioned it; they really stepped it up. I mean, in this game, they allowed. You know, they didn't allow a ton of yards, and they also did a pretty good job of holding Jacksonville to three points, especially in the second half. And you mentioned Juju Brent. So I want to talk about him because Derek, I'm not upset at Juju Brent at all because I mean, this dude is, you know, he's a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna have rookie moments, like we saw. And I thought in the second half, he really started to show up. And shout out to him. He he had his first career interception in this game. You know, that was right after I think the first touchdown the Col- the Colts scored in the second yeah. half. Juju Brents comes back, makes a pick. He probably should have had two in this game. He almost had another one earlier in the game. But I like to see that. I like to see him, you know, how does he respond? How do young corners respond after they allow a touchdown like that or a big play like that? And overall, I was pretty impressed with Juju Brents in this game. Um, And it was good to see also uh, fellow rookie Jalen Jones out there. I thought he had a few nice moments too. So great to see this young duo in the secondary really coming up and playing well Um, and having, you know, definitely they have their rookie moments, but like, Hey, at this point, I'm good with starting these two rookies and continuing to have them, uh, you know, play significant roles for this team moving forward. So I was, I, I enjoyed what that secondary did today, especially the young corners.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it certainly was far from the biggest problem that you had with this team. I mean, again, it was just, I, I I would love to see what the average field uh, field position was for Jaguars versus Indianapolis in this game. I'm pretty positive it was at, at least 20 yards difference. Because I can count so many times when the Jaguars started a drive on at least their own 30-plus yard line. Like they were have a great field position because of the interceptions we were throwing because of the bad punts, because of the bad, uh, special teams and all this other stuff. And yet Indy, you know, continued to start inside their own 25 and, you know, all these different times. And it's just the, the best receiver that Jacksonville had today was Christian Kirk with three catches for 49 yards. That's, that, that's nothing. I mean, again, they, that was that's
2: nothing. The, the I mean, Colts considering catch, considering what he did to you in the first game, I mean, exactly. that's impressive that you hold him to that. So, and Calvin Ridley only
1: line? had four catches for thirty yards. I mean, he yeah. was a virtual non-factor for half this game. I yep. mean, it's just it's again, we have to point all mo, the giant majority of the blame to the offense. Again, Gardner, you cannot turn the ball over four times in a game because we're gonna lose every time. So I just hope that whatever happens, the Colts are gonna figure it out, and that Gardner Minshew figures out to take care of the football better next time. And the the sad part is too, Cody, is you know, some of those interceptions, it's not like they were just accidental interceptions. You know, there's some of those where, you know, you just get unlucky with some of them. But that one where he threw, uh, where it went, there's two of them that he threw, that he threw it over the head of Michael Pittman. One of them he threw behind him. So I get that Downs and Pittman were very close to one another in their routes because Downs didn't get out far enough. Uh, or to his spot quick enough to get open. But that ball was thrown five yards behind him and over his head. That was a terrible throw. Very bad timing. And then the the third one that he, the second one that he threw, that one, did you see that ball when it came out of his hand? It looked like a dying duck. That thing was twirling and, and bobbing and everything. Like, he lost that ball. I know he did. He lost it. He did not have a good handle on that ball when he threw it. And that's another bad one. And then, of course, like you said at the end of the game, when that one to Pittman at the end, Broheem, you've got to give your wide receivers a chance to catch it, man. You've got to give your receivers a chance to catch it. I mean, we can't – there's no point in calling it a 50-50 ball – if it's ninety nine percent either incatchable or being caught by a defender, there's no point in calling it that.
2: Yeah, yep, exactly. So, uh, just it, yeah, just a lot of frustrating moments, a lot of bad situational moments for the Colts where you're like, oh, they could get off the field here, or oh, they could convert here, score a touchdown, or whatever, and they just were poor in that department too. So. And also special teams, Brian Mason, dude, you got to step it up. Your unit has now consistently, multiple weeks in a row, cost your team points. And you know, it, more the return game, more their kick coverage game. It's been it's been an issue this year. So you know, yeah. Jamal Agnew again, you know, hurting the Colts when it matters. And so I don't know what the deal is, but definitely miss Bubba Ventrone because uh, the Colts have struggled a little bit in that department so far.
1: Absolutely. This is the second time that uh jamal agnew has when when the colts had a specific moment where they could have potentially won the game or gotten back into the game jamal agnew ruins the colts dreams every time
2: so yep. you think you wouldn't kick to him eventually but here
1: we are absolutely but <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for this one guys uh Again, I think the biggest issue is not the fact that we lost this game. It's just the fact that once again, the streak continues once more. And just the fact that there were multiple times in which the Colts could have figured this out and they just looked so terrible. Uh, just feels like every other time we ever go into Jacksonville for the last decade that this is the same result. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Leave us your thoughts on this game. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, yeah.